0: you're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET, I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. August 22nd marks the 100th birthday of blues musician John Lee Hooker. I'm in the mood. I'm in the
1: mood
0: for love. legendary artist mastered a genre that's typically associated with Southern America and the history of Black Southern spiritual music, but Hooker spent several years here in Detroit, many of them his most formative years, both as a person and as an artist. On August 22nd at 8 p.m. at One Mile, there will be a Detroit Sound Hall of Fame induction for John Lee Hooker. Here to talk about that event is Carlton Goltz, founder and executive director of the Detroit Sound Conservancy. Carlton, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning. Yes. Let's talk about uh, John Lee Hooker, one of my favorite artists by far. Uh really interesting history here in Detroit at Paradise Valley, Black Bottom.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, you know, the you know, he lasted for such a long time. It was his hundredth birthday, obviously if he had lived, but you know, there's so many blue stories that end so poorly, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know he—that's he, the blue, exactly. Right? <laughs> but he, but he lived to be a long, you know. He had a long life. I mean, I graduated high school in the '90s, and he was still making was music, still around, and yeah. he he got a chance to do his duets record and all of that kind of stuff. So it wasn't a a, a tragic story in the end for him. Uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. The breadth of his his life spans. Um, you know, from sort of you know World War One era, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know our my grandparents' era, you know, all the way through World War Two and beyond, and then he you know he walks into Detroit. You know, the dates are sort of a little uh, off in some of the bios, but he he's coming to Detroit right uh, near the forty three riots, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right into that cauldron, and then of course he he lives through the sixty seven uh, period too and raises his family here and, and makes music. So it's a it's an incredible. American story. It's an incredible world story. It's an incredible Detroit story.
0: How does he fit into the history of blues here in Detroit? I, one of the things that uh, I detect when I listen to John Lee Hooker is that Southern influence, but there's also sort of a there's a Detroit flavor to it. It's different than what you'd hear in Mississippi. Blue boy, blue boy.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I, as I told you before, uh, I want to be very clear to your audience, because your audience <laughs> is very sophisticated and savvy group right. of people, that I am NOT a blues specialist. Oh, yeah. But uh, that's to say that absolutely, there are great uh, historians locally, like Fred Reif, uh, who's got a Detroit Blues history book he's been working on for many years, people like Marsha Music, who keep his, uh, who are, you know, whose family was intimately connected mm-hmm. to John Lee Hooker through Joe Von Battle, her father, who recorded him, and um, you know, there are many local historians who who can talk about sort of the differences between these things between Chicago for instance that's the sounds that came uh through the great migration to Chicago as opposed to Detroit as opposed to uh other areas including New Orleans and stuff like that so and of course you know John Lee also spent time in Cincinnati Mm -hmm. um so uh yeah I think you know just like the the beginning of the new Detroit movie has that great Jacob Lawrence. You know, one of the best parts of the movie really is that Jacob Lawrence yeah. opening in, in the film. Uh, i assume sure many people have seen it already. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Hooker was part of, part of that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, let's talk about this event, 8 p.m. At One Mile, you are inducting John Lee Hooker into the Detroit Sound Hall of Fame. Yes.
1: So... We uh, we did an event around Hooker's 99th birthday, so mm-hmm. we've been thinking about this for a while, <laughs> and but the Hall of Fame thing sort of emerged uh, through that process of thinking how to. Uh, honor his life and do something different than maybe the Detroit Blues Society would do or you know where was the hole where was where was the need Uh, because does John Lee Hooker really need another accolade on some level but it it allowed us if you can do John Lee Hooker John Lee's sort of an uncontroversial figure when it comes to a Hall of Fame concept but the idea here is that Detroit Sound Conservancy will over the next couple of years really embrace a series of individuals uh, in groups, um, uh, sometimes a usual suspect, like a John Lee Hooker, somebody like, that we're all in agreement on, and then sometimes uh, not usual suspects. We already are in talks right now uh, in inducting some Arab Detroiters in, mm. in November, so that more to that to yeah. come. Yeah. But the idea is really to work with uh, legacies and histories that Detroit Sound Conservancy is already working with, and highlighting those, and then becoming an archival backstop yeah. for those legacies. Sure. So everybody we will name as part of the Hall of Fame will become part of our collecting emphasis and our focus. And of course, many people care about John Lee Hooker, but in Detroit, uh, that you know, it's a you know, we want to be. Uh, you know, the people to call when it comes to to his legacy. Yeah.
0: yeah. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Carlton Goals, founder and executive director of the Detroit Sound Conservancy. We are talking about the 100th birthday of blues musician John Lee Hooker. Uh, How does John Lee Hooker fit into the history of United Sound? Uh, Because I know United Sound is one of the things that you are quite passionate about and really involved in preserving That legacy here in Detroit.
1: Absolutely, Uh, great question. You know, um, this project connects a number of pieces of what we've been trying to do. Mm -hmm. It's you know, and of course, with a small nonprofit, (laughs) that's (laughs) that's the win when you can combine. (laughs) That's things. Right. But with United Sound Systems, absolutely, we were helpful in getting the historic district designation and now the historical marker, which is out front, and John Lee Hooker's name is on that. Mm-hmm. Uh it was not the first place he recorded. He uh, I think Elmore Barbie, there's a number of places where in, in Joe Von Battle where he would have gone and recorded. Some of those recordings exist, some of them don't um but United would have been that place where he came and uh, or was brought to uh, by people like Joe Von Battle by by Bernie Bestman by a number of sort of record men mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. and they were predominantly men at that time, uh, working in ethnic musics, uh, broadly conceived, sure. and brought them brought him into the studio and was able to release that record and get it some play, that modern uh, you know, that boogie chillin', you know, session. Yeah. You know, gave him a hit.
0: Yeah, well, my mama, she didn't love me. She had to stay out all night long, Oh, Lord
1: Really, uh, I, my understanding is not a lot of money at the time went into his pocket, but what it did was it was uh, something he could bill under and get gigs. Yeah. And, and that's, of course, he was a live musician almost more than anything else. Boogie
0: Chillin', of course, when one, of the, one of the songs that you think of immediately if you
1: think of John Lee Hooker.
0: I didn't care you she didn't long. I was boogie-woogie in a house.
1: Absolutely, and but I would you know I you know a couple of years ago I read that great Pete Townsend uh, bio, and he talks uh, not just about Boogie Chillin' but in the mood and some of these you know crawling king snake and some of these early uh, uh, effects that both Hooker was doing, but also the studio was doing, right? And that's why I think when we think about how interesting Hooker's 20th century is, is that it's it's both. Pr- Primitive in quotes. Uh, You know, it's this rural country coming from the South, but it's also incredibly modern and and, and cutting edge and hip. And um, it's the combination of the two that that makes his legacy.
0: Uh, talk a little more about this Detroit Sound Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, what your goal is there? I mean, yeah. seems like something we should have had a long
1: time ago. Well, pe- right? <laughs> and and people have. So I don't I don't want to. You know, there are a number of groups working locally, Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame. I know I'm sure the Detroit Blues Society has something going on where mm-hmm. they they note people and yeah everybody does this kind of work. But yeah, we're you know Detroit Sound Conservancy is a non-genre affiliated crew, so we can go where no genre group can go. Uh, the other thing that's really unique about this project, and um, I have to shout out my my partners with this, Hawk Media and Studio uh, 8, uh, 8700 out in Oak Park, uh, we're doing a installation video with this uh, process. So mm-hmm. what'll happen is we're using the front, the windows from the Greystone Ballroom. James Jenkins, who founded the Greystone Jazz Museum, saved somehow all the windows from the front of the ballroom when it was wow. torn down in 1980. So we've got all these windows. We didn't know what to do with them or just, what you know, what do we do? And so we're um, using the windows and projecting video onto them. So on the event that we're going to be doing on the 22nd at One Mile Garage, and shout out to One Mile Garage and, and, and Detroit Afri- African Music Institution for inviting us in to, to host us, uh, we're going to actually have the the windows and then we're going to project, um, video onto it and then have music in front of the windows. So it's a mobile installation. Wow. It tells the story of John Lee Hooker in Detroit briefly. And that's the idea here. This is a mobile programming concept that can be moved, installed. We have enough windows. It can be multiple, it can be in multiple locations at the same time. Yeah. So it's really an art installation curation project, um, that, uh, we want to move around and, and and, and go out into the community and, and tell these stories. Uh, you know, we were just talking earlier about Detroit Sound Conservancy. We don't really have a home. Mm-hmm. We have some place where we, we store things and we, <laughs> we're aspirational about a home, but that's okay. We have these great mo- mobile pieces. We've got this Hall of Fame concept, uh, the Bluebird Inch stage, which is still is at the Detroit Public Library right yeah. now, which we're celebrating on the 26th. And then um, and then this Club Heaven sound system that we're rebuilding. So it's up you these, you know, you know taking... You know what we're doing in, 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 and and in getting it out there. Yeah. That's
0: not a. That's I mean I understand the the limitations of not having home, right. but there's some advantage to the idea that you can share this pretty easily with yeah. uh, with people out in the community. Okay, Carlton Goals, founder and executive director of the Detroit Sound Conservancy. August 22nd at 8 p.m., One Mile Garage, the induction of John Lee Hooker into the Detroit Sound Hall of Fame. Carlton, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks, Stephen, like as always. Again, that was Carlton Goals of the Detroit Sound Conservancy, and they will be inducting John Lee Hooker, who you're hearing right now, into the Detroit Sound Hall of Fame tonight at 8 p.m. at One Mile Garage in Detroit. If you miss some of today's show, you can hear all of our conversations on the Detroit Today podcast, download and subscribe on iTunes or wherever podcasts are available. And also remember that Stephen Henderson is going from 1A tonight. Don't miss that at 8 p.m. right after the news. Thanks again.
0: You know you caught me trolling that baby well when I else...